Well, Marys, we are back with another episode of Drag Race Thailand Season 2. And this time, it's all about food, which speaks very, very deeply to me. I mean, I, I think now that, of course, this is going to be more relevant for our um, Matreons who are listening to this in uh, in the spring. But depending on the, when this episode comes out, I think the week before, just before on Drag Race, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race Season 11, there was also a food-related runway. Isn't that right? Yeah, farm to runway. Yeah, so isn't that crazy that we're just, you know, that's what we are. We and Drag Race are covering this week. Is this, uh, yeah. you know, farm to runway scene? Yeah, food lovers. Yeah. Um, I, uh, this episode... This episode was was quick and easy. Like it, um, not much happened until the runway. It seemed, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally. I I really feel like compared to last week, which just was so much, and I mean, I, I can't even talk about. You don't even know what's about to happen. Um, like, oh, I don't. No, I mean, well, you don't know what's going to happen later in the season. Um, we haven't even talked. I mean, the musical episode, Jesus Christ. But anyway, um. Yeah, Mary's, Mary's, just so all of our Mary's know, I have not seen the episode after Food Lovers at this point, right? It is April 9th right now. I haven't seen, I've been avoiding spoilers. There's two people, two, two instances where the winner of Drag Race Thailand season two was sort of spoiled to me, but I still don't really know who it is, or I'm not really sure. So... Uh, here I am, like, blind, but Colin has seen the whole thing. I mean, I couldn't resist, and I just, I wanted to not be spoiled. I wanted to kind of see the whole thing through. I, and, you know, it, it, it's tough because you have to obviously keep track of, like, what you, what we've, you know, what we've talked about, what we haven't, what's happened yet. But I just, like, I can certainly say for the Marys who are listening to this who have already seen the rest of the season, oh, Marys, I'm just as excited as you are to get to those moments. <laughs> I know. I know. It's going to be great. Um, I mean, we, uh, there were so many people that reached out to me on Instagram that were like, the musical episode, the musical episode. I'm like, I'm not there yet. I'm not uh, there. <laughs> like, they talked about it in the reunion, and I cried during the reunion when they talked about it. Like, it just. Oh, shit. Like, <laughs> it was stupid. I was just like, this. So, yeah, that's that's how I feel about it. <laughs> uh, well, this this particular episode about food, I thought was probably, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but like in terms of a mini challenge, probably had the most production value to it on Drag Race Thailand and RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh my God, this like this floating market that they created. I loved it. I mean, yeah, I I, 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 I don't know what to say. It was just, I mean, I guess I'm sure, you know, I'm going to say this. It, it was very elaborate, but I bet if you really broke it down, that's like some AstroTurf, some produce, some buckets, some some wood paneling. Like this is just a, this is another example. We talked about this last week with Vanda with those with those hair clips taped to her face or glued to her face of taking something mm. mundane and creating art out of it. You know, um, 
Like, right, I kind right. of want that to be the story, that actually the set cost them $200 or some stupid thing like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there was, there was like, you know, backgrounds and uh, like an astroturf. And, oh, it was, yeah, it was, it was special. It was great, uh, Which yeah. I thought was really cool. And even the cast was like, whoa, they, they this is nice. Whoa. Like, they, they, they recognized the production value. Yeah, they got a budget this season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but before we jump into uh, the food challenge, uh, maybe we can tell our Marys what they're listening to. Oh, I think that's entirely possible. I think they're, of course, listening to another uh, bonus episode, technically, of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, P. Mary. Uh, which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little BDBD TV show. I am Johnny. And I am Colin. And this week we are, of course, continuing our recap of Drag Race Thailand Season 2 with the food lovers, food for thought, uh, um, food challenge, the farm to runway challenge. <laughs> one uh, of those is yeah. correct. Yeah. One of, one of them. Food lover. Uh, it's the food lover uh, is the name of the episode. Um... Genie in this kind of act one, Genie has been set up. I mean, Genie, she's been getting a lot of airtime, um, like a lot in this episode. So I was kind of like, I think I, I was watching this, the first part of this episode with you uh, the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was kind of like, oh, is Genie going home? Like there was so much Genie. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's kind of like we talked about this with, Last week with Mocha Diva, we see a lot of Mocha Diva making mistakes or messing up. They're kind of like, okay, well, like you're showing this on purpose. And I felt like this week with Jeannie, you know, it's interesting because you could say they were kind of showing her making mistakes or messing up, but then they, they'd cut to her talking head and she's like, I mean, listen, if they don't like it, they don't like it. Huh? What do I want me to do about it? I like it. It's fun. It's, it's fun to make art with your friends. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I love that. I wrote that quote down. Where is it? Uh, just uh, even before we go, um, <laughs> it says, uh, she, uh, "She says uh, it's it's a nice thing to do. Make art piece. Yeah, it's a fun thing to do <laughs> with your friends. Make art piece. Yeah, with your friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she in this act one, she's talking about like strategy and just kind of being the strategy queen and telling the other girls like, oh, you got to strategize." Um, and Jeannie kind of reveals how she enters this workroom each week with this idea like she's going to look around, see what everybody else is doing, and then go a different direction to kind of stick out, which we, I, I think is consistent in, in how I've seen Jeannie this uh, season, which I think is a, a cool way to play it, right? It, it's a risk taker. It's, you know, trying to stand out in many ways. Right. Uh, and you have to be creative to do it. You do, because you can go around and you can see what everyone else is doing and say, okay, I'm going to do something different. But then what you execute has to be really good and it can't just be well it's different you know and i think that's where she she kind of shows the receipts because it's like well she comes out with something that um more often than not i mean i think kind of even this week i think art basically was saying you know you 
your your take on things is always really interesting and is always really unique mm. and special. But maybe this week that wasn't the approach to take. That wasn't it. Yeah, yeah, I got that too. So uh, it's interesting. And, and, yeah, and, yeah, and and they were writing that story the whole episode for her. Yeah. Uh, so you know, it was it didn't really come as a surprise. Um, in the the workroom, there was this cute little moment where they were like, "Look at her mirror. Let's go. What's she saying?" And it said, "Don't cheat." Oh yeah, uh, from Mocha Diva. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I is it Tormai? I think it is Tor- Tormai and Vanda. This episode just cracked me up. Oh, uh, Vanda, Vanda is so yeah. funny. This episode, her <laughs> let's cook dance, <laughs> <laughs> those shoulders. <laughs> Um, uh, I also love the like you know we'll call it the video message from uh, Art because they're still calling it the old name um, you know Art like performing like um, pet 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 needs some Thai tea it was just like oh my god performing spicy performing spicy <laughs> Art Aria performing spicy is oh, oh my god oh my god oh my god I just got it so if there was a sixth spice girl she'd be Thai spice Thai spice <laughs> Thai spice. Well, that makes me think of Pen Fifteen. Oh, oh, oh! Wow. Yeah. Mary, you just brought it to Pen Fifteen. Oh, all right, Mary. Uh, I just all brought. All right, Mary. I'll bring it to Pen she Fifteen. Had to ser- she had to serve the drinks. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, we should serve. Oh my God, that episode. Oh my God, that episode. Oh my God. And then, oh, that that moment when um. When I think the brother was like almost like saying to Anna, oh, I, okay, yeah, right. we won't talk about Pen 15 right now. We'll talk about that some other time. We'll do a Matreon, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Tormai, um, uh, I guess in the workroom was wearing white in the honor of Kim Huai, uh, and yeah, it was it was a cute little moment, uh, that Tormai had in the talking head about being bipolar. Uh, I thought that was cute, yeah. I, um, I also really appreciated this, you know, because now we have Art and Pan Pan in the room. Art, like the way Art looks, like that that printed dress and that short hair. I was like, this mm. uh, this is what I want to look like, either as a woman or as a man in a printed day dress. Like this is, like th- <laughs> this is so like th- it's just so fashionable and so casual and yeah. so comfortable, like. Art, like stunning. I don't, for some reason, like between this look and then the runway, I was just gooped by oh art. Oh my god, this week. the runway. Yeah. Oh my god, the runway. Art is, God. I mean, I know we appreciate Pan Pan so much. But, oh, Because, yeah. you know, best, best supporting actress. Like, that's who we are. Yeah. But, but Art Aria is stunning. Oh. Stunning. Stunning. Like a regal, a regal, very smart. Very brilliant queen. Yeah, so, like the way she yeah, carries herself, the way she talks, yeah. like just you know the the glimpses of humor. Like she just there's something about her that is. Um, we saw a lot of it in debut season, and I think it's like it's just kind of like settled as like now it's marinated. I guess like she just mm. you know like she's feeling her oats as the host. You know, like it's just <laughs> good for her. <laughs> is that what you do with this fabric? <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> uh so uh we we get introduced to the 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 whole theme of the episode which is Thai culture's food mm-hmm. um a big part of the culture uh food lover ka and uh yeah and then and then kindergarten art class starts yeah well i uh, love where when they have to make portraits using vegetables <laughs> and i love when they're like 
where they're looking at the vegetables and there's the shower plant moment. That oh, my oh my god! Oh my god! It was so good. It was so good. When she's she like, does shower. it, yeah, she does it. And she leans she does back. It. She's, like, she's like, oh oh, shower. And she shower. like it made me think of like like students in a classroom joking about something and then the, the teacher kind of like plays with the joke and they're like, oh, yeah, you know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. Like gets in right, on right. it. Right, Sh- Yeah, yeah. Shower. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cute. Uh, Oh, and of course, when really they, when kindergarten art class started and Pangina just ran away screaming, it was just, all right, Mary, like, <laughs> girl, uh, uh, I, I want to give a little moment of appreciation for Angela looking so cute in that blue dress. Oh. Uh. I, like shopping for shopping for vegetables at the market in her blue dress. Angela <laughs> is challenging everything I thought I knew about my sexuality. She, I just, I don't even know. Oh, oh, right. You know what yeah, I mean? I'm with you. Every, I'm actually like, seriously with you for sure. Everything I thought I knew. I'm just like I, I can't decide what I feel, but I feel something. You know? Oh God! Oh, what a stunning, <laughs> stunning being. It's like, um, am I bi? <laughs> <laughs> Hey Mary, you know, you know, sexuality is fluid. You don't have to be anything. I know. I'm not mad anything. at it in the least. I just never, uh, it, I never had a chance to consider the option. And, there you go, Mary. Yeah, All right, Mary. Um, so, uh, I, again, if I'm going to talk about strategy this episode, because that's how they started uh, the episode with Jeannie, there's some strategy in this, uh, you know. Uh, vegetable picking session where Angela just grabs everything. Yeah. Um, and I guess it was uh, Tormai. No, not Tormai. Bandit gets all the beans. Oh, yeah. Um, all the beans. And then and then Jeannie is all about uh, colors. Yeah. She's she's just doing just, you know, focusing on the lotus uh, leaves and then uh... and, and making and making her portrait horizontal, which I, I like love that idea. I thought that was a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, that was clever. Like, just kind of like there's like a literal example of like, here, everyone's doing this. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's a great way to live in the world sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. When when uh, they're, they're all screaming, time's up, time's up. Uh, there's I don't know who it was, but somebody was like, I, I, I. So they were just kind of screaming and oh. going crazy. And then someone <laughs> says, why are you screaming? <laughs> I think it was Srimalahu who was screaming because like Pangina was in the background going, the tour bus is leaving soon. And Srimalahu kept <laughs> screaming. And I think it was Pangina who was like, why are you screaming? <laughs> oh, it's very Evie oddly like, what does that have to do with anything? Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to let Why y'all acting brand new? Why y'all acting brand new? Who is after Peppermint? <laughs> yeah. Like, what? who are you yelling at? Yeah. <laughs> Um, hands off, hands off, hands off, hands yeah. off. They also yelled that too, which I loved. Um, yeah, this was a cute challenge. I don't think we necessarily need to go into these these portraits. No. Um, I mean, it was it was it was cute seeing them kind of like play modern art critics. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah, totally. Like it, it, you know, I I I the one part I liked the most was when they were talking to Tormai, and I don't know how this translates, but it was what, however Pangina was saying. Vincent Van Gogh and she was like Colina it was like this kind of like I, I'm not I'm, I'm not trying to say Thai words I'm just it was like something that doesn't sound like Vincent Van Gogh you know what I mean right and it was like right, very right. performed and I don't know what it was but like it's a gift <laughs> it was really good my favorite moment was when Vanda they go to Vanda and Vanda's like actually I don't even know what the hell this is <laughs> yeah yeah I hers was uh 
Yeah, hers was a mess. Um, uh. <laughs> Angela's, I mean, Angela's had kind of like a Jackson Pollock meets like, you know, produce department, which I appreciated. Oh, it was it was such a mess. I wouldn't have made that one win. I was surprised. Oh, well, you know, I was surprised that they weren't into bandits, you know, uh, the beans, bandit bean Cobain situation over here. <laughs> You know, go Goya, you know. <laughs> go Goya. Goya, Goya. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, Goya. Um, uh, <laughs> Oi, Gefelt. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't know where that Goya, came from. Oya, um, Goya, Gefelt. Goya, Gefelt. That's what it was. That. Thank you, Mary. Um, yeah, I feel at this point, like in the competition and in this episode, they're just all having a really great time. And again, like I love seeing that on a reality show. Like they're having a great time in this beautiful set, looking at you know crazy art, pretending to be art critics. Like this was cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's again something I think Drag Race Thailand does really well is balancing, you know, the the drama and the pressure of the competition and like you know seeing them work hard and all of that but like somehow finding the seamless balance with like just seeing them have a good time and bond with each other and just like you know have fun making art with their friends you know what i mean like yeah i just i i think um we see the queen's kiki a little bit here and there on on rupaul's drag race but it never feels like there's room in the edit for this kind of play you know yeah, I agree. I mean, we see it for like 30 seconds, right? But this was like a whole challenge mm-hmm. that that was not a wasted challenge. Like there was actual work. There was a production value. Like they were clearly taking this, this mini challenge seriously. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think this episode, they clearly had... They clearly had running time to burn because like 15 minutes of this episode is a cooking show. So. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Moving on to Chef Fang. Uh, Ugh. You know, Chef. my God. Fang me. Fang me any which way in the bedroom, in the kitchen, on the floor. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> show me your canines, Dr. Fang. I guess it was pronounced Fang, technically not Fang. But uh, the dog oh, face. Sorry, Mary. No, I'm, that's I just remember that because I just watched this a couple hours ago. Um but yeah, he's got uh, he's got that dog face, which I guess is a quality. Um, um, oh, well, we know what that is. Like, we know that that's yeah, that's just a chiseled jaw. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I, but I guess it has something to do with the eyes as well. Like, it's sort of like oh, dog face with line eyes with is what line they said? eyes. Yeah. That's what it was. Dog face line with line eyes. eyes. Yeah, um, yeah. It's so interesting in like other countries and other cultures, kind of like what's considered like the most aesthetically pleasing or the most desirable. Um, like just right, kind of like what right. how to like identify what those nuances are. I mean, a lot of times, um, you know, we we've heard this on Drag Race Thailand of like, you know, it's considered by a lot of people oh to have lighter skin, like that's preferable, and people who are light oh, skin. See. And I and I yeah. wonder, and this is just a question. I uh, I have no idea the answer if there is any connection between the desirable qualities and having Western features. If that's what it ties back to, or if it's something else entirely. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I know that um, I know in India there's a lot of um, light lightning creams that are sold. Yeah, and ads for for lightening your skin. Um, this, you know, it, it's interesting because had there been a queen on RuPaul's Drag Race talking about uh, like an Asian guest, and they brought up the dog face with line eyes, like it would have 
it would have read as completely offensive, right? But yeah. because it's it's you know similar culture or the same culture or whatever, uh, it's just like somebody saying, "Oh, Cheyenne Jackson's so dreamy with his big blue eyes." Yeah, yeah, totally. Like I think I think I don't know if Drag Race has had a conversation about colorism, but I feel like it gets hinted at on Drag Race Thailand, but I don't feel like it gets addressed as like. As or it just doesn't get addressed the same way. I don't know. It just feels like a, a, a different response to it. But I guess it comes back to that because you know, in you know, the black community, there's colorism. I feel like that's you know, that's oh, a sure. thing. Yeah. And then of course, among white people, it's all about getting tan. So go fucking figure. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't it's, get it's, it. <laughs> it's all so fucked up. And again, you know, I think about what Vigor Mortis was saying uh, on our bonus episode. Um, uh, the the politics of of uh, of like what you look like, yeah, desi- right? And the like desirability what- politics, desirability politics. That's what it is. Thank you. Yeah. Um. It it it's it's such a different way to look at the world now. He like completely opened up my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. No. I I that when when he said that expression of desirability politics, it was like contextually, like context clues. I had a sense of what he was saying, but it's like to really explore that. I mean. You, you kind of like I can't act like I'm exempt from that right like ultimately right. it comes back to like okay well how is that true for me like what are my what are the desirability politics that I place on others because I think that like you know to go on like just a slight tangent I think that there's general desirability politics like there's kind of like general ideas of what's considered more desirable like lightening the skin or whatever but then i think there's like what do we bring personally like when i'm on scruff and i'm scrolling through guys what are the politics that i've set up to determine whether that guy is someone i want to fuck or not because i can tell you it's not based on like aesthetically like traditionally aesthetically you know aesthetically pleasing features you know it's not based on whether he has muscles or like if he's tall or you know what I mean like it, so I I think that's interesting is when we bring our own politics to it and our own like perspectives. Oh to yeah. That, you know? Oh oh Mary, it's such a rich discussion. I feel like we could go on and on about and because when I think about guys that I I want to hit on or guys that I feel are attractive, like I know and I consciously like sometimes think about this, but I'm like, well he's the I, I could get him or mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be intimidated by him or, sure. you know, there's it's like, oh, he might like me, you know, like mm-hmm. it's it's that type of thing. So I'll look for guys that don't look like they're, you know, super petty or superficial or people that aren't, you know, like chiseled bodies and, and whatnot, because not only do I want to not feel self-conscious, but I also like you know, want to not be rejected. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know? I mean, like we joke about like, oh, you know, like being a, tra- like I, you know, like, oh, I'm like, I'm really into like, oh, someone who's an ex-athlete, an ex-porn star. But like, I have to question, like, is that just because I don't think that someone who is in like porn shape would want to have sex with me? Is that why I like to say that I wouldn't want that or that that's not interesting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's worth, it's worth investigating. I do know that like, the, the the chiseled porn star body with no fat like skinny guys like i know that i'm like i i've been with those types of guys and i actually like couldn't get aroused like it's mm-hmm. like i'm not i'm just not into it yeah i know what you mean i feel like there have been times where i've been with guys who are way on that end of the scale and i'm like it, it and it goes beyond because i'm kind of like well at this point i'm like listen if you weren't into this i'd know by now so i'm kind of like cool like 
uh, right. great. But I think it's maybe like it's not interesting to me. And I think like I don't know. Like I guess I'm always in my head. So like that includes sex, and you have to make you have to excite my brain. You know. Um, mm. it can't just be like, oh, look, you have abs. I have an erection. Like, no way, Jose. Like, I, oh, no way, Jose. No, I need so much more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you, uh, completely. There's, uh, yeah. And, and it does go into desirable, desirability politics. It goes into my own self-esteem. I, I think that's, that's all part of attraction. Like, yeah. It has to I be. think all of those elements, I think it's not just what we're told from the media, um, but it's what we've told ourselves. Yeah. 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 And I, and you know, and I think it's worth noting about porn and I know that you brought this up last drag race, uh, Thailand recap, but just thinking about porn, like the type of porn that you watch and have watched, like will shape you. So if, if you want, I mean, it, it, you have to start somewhere, right? So like mm -hmm. start watching different types of porn and see if you're into it. Like, you got to get into it somehow. Yeah. Know? I mean, I think, you know, we were just talking about like Angela and feeling like, oh boy, this is really questioning, you know, what I thought my sexual preferences were. And it's like consciously approaching porn means that gives you an opportunity to explore that part of your sexuality as well in a, in a way that is safe and it doesn't fetishize another human being. Um, mm -hmm. Right. If, you know what I mean? You're not bringing someone in, uh, into a situation saying, here, be my trans experience, you know? Yes, um, yes, exactly. And it kind of lets you explore that in a more sanctioned way. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I think, yeah, I I, I think porn is a very nuanced thing. And I uh, think so long as- Colin, long as champion of porn. Totally. <laughs> oh, just look at my book barks folder, you know? Oh my god! Uh, totally. <laughs> oh, actually, don't. Please don't look at my like. Please, <laughs> just throw out the whole computer. Uh, all right. So while we were having that nuanced discussion on attraction and desirability politics, uh, Chef Fong was cooking up a storm for. <laughs> for <laughs> yeah, like in, in the same in the same way that this episode detoured for fifteen minutes into a cooking show, <laughs> we've shifted into like uh, you know queer sexuality discussion for 10 minutes so you, you know i you know i gotta give it to though to drag race thailand like a big part of their culture is food and for them to add it it's like this is important it's so yeah. important that for 15 minutes we're gonna talk about you know how to make pad thai and why like what you need to do to make a good pad thai like i learned something you Total know? oh my god no because i've made pad thai so often and i was like i I, now I want to try this way. This is great. Um, yeah. And also, I mean, not to jump the boom, boom gun, but later in the episode on the runway, Jeannie has that whole speech about like her look and about how making food and making oh, fashion yeah. is a similar Ugh. experience. So I feel like we really got to see like in the same way we see these queens sewing and gluing and creating. I think they treated the creation of food the same way. Yeah. They're not just like bringing it out on a cart. Yeah. You know, by – a shirtless chef Fong, you know? Right, and, and that would have been fine, but I appreciated, like, I think from that perspective of how important food is culturally, I appreciated that they actually, like, had receipts and were like, here, we're, yeah, we're actually going to put yeah. time towards this. Yeah. Like, he's literally serving beef, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and I uh, and I also, I guess, just think looking at this episode, it's like, well, what the fuck else were they going to do? Like, you know, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're right. Uh, they, uh, they did kind of skip the maxi challenge, right? Because they had to do so much sewing, I guess. Oh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. I mean, it, really, that's the thing. Is, yeah, we didn't really see 
a lot of the creation of the looks. Uh, right, right. Um, I loved Angela's quote. It's my turn now. I'm going to murder them all. Oh, I didn't. I didn't notice that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what she says because she gets to pick oh, her and then assign the other dishes. Oh, that's right. To be to be honest, you know, we watched that whole segment, and then when I was taking notes, I kind of skipped that whole segment because I was like, I, oh, I, I don't. See, I see. Like, I'm not going to talk about. Like, I remember the slow motion of the noodle swirling in the pan for the pad thai. <laughs> I remember it. I just didn't. Yeah. Uh, do you remember Vanda saying to uh, about Angela in the confessional? Thank you for giving me food I've never eaten before. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, she has a, she has a moment later. I think when she, uh, I think it's when Art and Pangina come to talk to her in the workroom, and they cut back to her talking head, and she's like, "Thank you for that. Thank you for the push." Like she just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you for the push. Thank you for the push. <laughs> um, oh, those let's cook shoulders. That was such like a best supporting actress moment. <laughs> So funny. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the workroom, uh, you know, I, I did love that Vanda was like hiding. I thought that was cute. It reminded me of kind of like a Laganja moment. Oh, yeah, totally. She was just focused on her garment. And I get it. Like, I could see kind of like, I just need to go into my own space. Like, I identified with that. I think I would have found that corner at some point on my in my run on Drag yeah. Race Thailand. Yeah, like away from the cameras, you know. Just yeah. Like, I'll be right here. I'm just going to be right here. I'm going to be right here <laughs> trying to figure out how to make this manicotti dress or whatever I end up having to do, you know. Manicotti. Um, we get Jeannie, another little little breadcrumb from the producers here, saying, you know, I have to make something I like, and if they like it, they like it. If they hate it, they hate it. And I feel like this is like a great attitude. I love Jeannie's attitude about this whole challenge. And it's an attitude I feel like we've seen send girls home in RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. I, I think it, it it often gets read as like a lack of fight. But I think. Right. I think it, it's refreshing because she. I don't think it's fake. I think she's like, listen, like, I mean, she's an example of a queen who's like, this is the kind of drag that I do. And I've made the decision to like. Mm. honor that drag and show that drag and like i think i don't know i mean yeah, and she she made this all from scratch whereas some of the other queens uh didn't like they used other things that they had already and then added on to it right so like that's also you know you got to give it to her right BL? yeah uh, yeah it's an interesting look that she comes up with i mean it it doesn't maybe work as a fashion piece, but that's not all drag is. So it's like, oh, totally. This there was like some campness to this. Yeah, was, you know. I mean, I, those... I understood which I understood what she was going for. And when you know, when we get to the runway, we can we can kind of dig into it a little bit more. Unless you want to talk about her runway right now. No, I think we should we should do it sequentially. I think we're we're probably pretty close to there. Um, oh yeah, I'm 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 there now. Yeah, because yeah, like the next day in the workroom, and we get like a talking head of Srimala, who just she's just like going off and just ends it with like, "I'll cook it and make you eat it," and she's just like, <laughs> "Like I I, you know, I love these queens. I love these right? queens. I this this was the like the first episode that I got kind of a little emotional, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm like." Now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I don't want Vanda to go home. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't want her to go home. I want her to go to the end. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I can't imagine. I can't imagine Angela leaving. Um, I can't imagine Bandit leaving. Like, yeah. my top three right now are are Vanda, Angela, and Bandit. Right? Like, uh-huh. that's 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 what I see. So, yeah. Srimala, yeah. I love you, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, but I think with Streamalot, you know, I someone said this that like 
and I think it was maybe it was Kudula Korn that there's just so much about her that's hard to translate because it's so nuanced and specific. And I'm sure <laughs> it's like Tammy Brown that if you're if you're not fluent in the language, like all mm. of like the little quirks in her word choices and the words that she you cho- that she chooses are so specific. Um, wow, you know what I mean. And I think Stream of Law, that's what it's like. Is it's just she's so specific, but like I see it more and more. Like she's. She is so like she's so incredibly charming, and uh, she and she's the kind of queen that is almost like a pizza queen. Where like I I don't I don't I'm never, I don't really get ever get like super excited by her drag. It's like Katya. I'm like I don't really care what you're doing on the runway. I just like you as a TV per- personality. You know, completely. Yeah, yeah. She's she's got that X factor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Uh, and so does Angela doing that mocha impression, and then the chair split. <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, right. Oh God, that was oh, great. Angela, oh God, love her. Um, uh, the runway. Yeah, Art Aria is giving us gingham style. <laughs> oh Mary! <laughs> <laughs> but she put a bird on it, so it's fine. She put a bird on it. This was this was gorgeous. I think gorgeous. this is probably my favorite. Probably my second favorite look. The first one being like the the white Madonna look she had that one week. Yeah, but this one there was something different about her makeup that was just like really, really yeah. interesting and really good. I I love this. Um, yeah, I mean, I do think that Art and Pangina were a little upstaged this week, and I hate to say it, but I really think that they were a little upstaged by Madame Maude. Oh my God! And now I know she showed up in debut season, um, so she's yes. a fan of the show. Uh, friend of the show, but yeah, I mean, she, that, I mean, it's Ugh. kind of like, that's kind of what I would have expected from like the Space Queens the galaxy, challenge last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, the galaxy one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she reminds me of like Vander Von Odd. Do you yes. get that too? Yes, totally. There, there's elements in the face that are very similar. Um, but I like her because I, um, I was just listening to Whimsically Volatile and it was with James St. James. And it's, um, I think, Katya is I guess she's on tour right now so it's been Craig and Devin Green and Devin Green is so great like it's so worth it for her um, oh I love Devin Green yeah. yeah she's she I just oh like I, I she can flow she can flow so well just like jumping from one thing to the next and like going really deep and then just like jumping right out of it into something else it's brilliant. yeah and there's always just this like thread of kindness in, in her that is like I love that yeah. she can get she can get deep she can get real she can get weird she can get obscure but like she never gets mm-hmm. mean and it's like that's uh, that's not easy I'm, i think she's canadian so that's probably help, helpful oh. um so uh anyway so they had J- james st james on and he was talking about how someone had kind of given him the advice that if you're gonna be like this big scary like club kid character you're, you have to actually be a sweetheart. People have to actually like you. And those are the people that endure and have careers. You can look big and scary, you know, kind of like Alice Cooper. Like everyone always says he's such right. a, he's, su- oh, he, he's oh, a he's super great. nice guy, but like, then yeah. he's like, he goes on stage and he's crazy, you know? 
Yeah, that's like oh, who said that? That was Saint James. Was that Saint Devin James. or was that James Saint James? James Saint that? James. Yeah, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. And I just like I uh, that yeah, it makes so much sense and is so brilliant. And I thought, what great advice to give somebody like oh yeah yeah. You know who I think I think of um bitch pudding right like oh yes like perfect wild drag queen and then like you sit down with him and he's like this little sweet goose yeah just like so like just so friendly and like I you know and you imagine like the Boulet brothers being like that. You know what I mean? Oh, completely. Yeah. Just like stupid cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, like Vigor Mortis, you know, who does like, you know, some stuff that's like cer- certainly very vulnerable and very connecting, but like does like just crazy drag and then like is so like down to earth and friendly and funny and like self-deprecating and like just real. And I think then when you see him in drag, it's just like, oh, I just like I love the iceberg underneath of this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it it I think that's what excites me so much about a performer is when their their aesthetic, their persona is so different mm-hmm. from 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 the artist underneath. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what makes it actually interesting. I, re- I really love that. Mm-hmm. I really love that. And then you can catch glimpses of the artist in the drag, right? That's also very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of the thing that like Michelle Visage is always pulling for is like, you know, we talk about Ben de la Creme all the time with this of like wanting to see him shine through Bendela. And I think like obviously yeah. all stars three that happened. And like, that's, that's the magic is when like, we can see the performer because that's the actual star. Yeah, that's the star. That's the it's the artist underneath. Yeah. Um, uh, the other the other two judges, uh, Cherry Perica. Yeah. Uh, who I guess is a, a producer on the show, and then um, <laughs> that the black hole, the one with the black hole, <laughs> whose hole is, is like actually pre- black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his hole is actually black. Um, I can't pronounce it. Rus Rusa. Rusa Mikai. Well, I think it was Rusa Mikai. Risa Mikal, Um, uh, yeah, with the 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 head wrap. This was the sassiest judge they've had. Oh yeah, she he he she she was reading she was reading the uh, the queens and the the judges. Oh my god, Owl Aria. I mean, that was just like so (laughs) funny. I really that's a judge I'd love to see back. Oh, completely on Drag Race, like RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, totally. Like just so and. One of those moments where, despite the language barrier, like the timing of the jokes, like I didn't miss them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right, it, right. It just like it still worked. So, yeah, um, yeah. so let's talk about these. Let's talk about these uh, these Epicurean looks. All right. Um, you got Bandit uh, with the beehive shrug, and she broke her yoke. She broke her um, yoke. She broke her yoke. This there was a lot going on here. Uh, yeah. it seemed like there was a lot of details. Um, I guess that makes sense for the dish. Like you know, I, I feel like she approached the challenge. I, I wrote down that there were like two ways that they could have been judged or approached this challenge. Right, like it could be how they that, that they look like the actual dish, or that they're inspired by the dish and then make it all fashion. Yeah, um, and I f- and I feel like Bandit tried to look like the dish in a way. Yeah, well, it's interesting because I feel like Bandit and Streamalab both did that, but I think um, 
I don't know, like, I also, because I think maybe what got a little garbled was, like, Bandit was not only looking like the dish, but was then doing this, like, pop art version of it. And I almost Mm. think it was, like, like the flavors of the two weren't mixing, you know? Um, Yeah. Because the pop art stuff was really cool. Like, she had, like, these painted on tears on her face that were, like, Yeah, the the yellow paper hair. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It It was was cool. cool, but I think then to try to incorporate the food thing in started to complicate an already kind of complicated concept, you know? Right, right. She was combining the look like the food versus be inspired by the food. Yeah, Um, yeah. Where I thought Srimala was much more successful. Like, I just thought she had the whole performance down. It was very campy. Mm -hmm. Uh and the the judges were like eating it up no pun intended pun yeah. intended yeah um and yeah she had the the fish sauce which was very fun, uh, you know you know yeah. there's that like the serving fish kind of thing which yeah and the reveal of the egg i thought was just like yeah. great drag I, it was just like so simple but like still a great gag yeah it was like a little gag when she was walking away which mm-hmm. i like i like when there's something that happens when the queen is walking away i think it's a perfect opportunity right yeah well you know it's funny because on drag race thailand there's um if you think of like the reveals as jokes or something the timing on drag race thailand is very specific and i'm sure it's also in the editing but if you compare when reveals happen on rupaul's drag race to when they happen on drag race thailand there's just a different cadence there's just like a different beat that they do the reveal on and i don't know if it's also because we get to hear the judges like like exuberant Mm. responses but like yeah it often hits harder and better on on drag race thailand you know i like how reactive the judges are i mean don't get me wrong do not get me wrong the puns on rupaul's drag race like give me life oh yeah i love them i love them I love them, but the 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 kind of the live reactions on Drag Race Thailand also make it more of a, I don't know, like a like a public access show that feels kind of more real. It feels more in line with kind of like what this is all supposed to be, you know. Like we've talked yeah. about that before. That like the other half of a drag show is the audience out there throwing tips and snapping and yelling, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love that, um, Jeannie. Uh, we kind of talked about this dress, uh, and we'll we'll continue it now. So she, this remind this was to me this was like very Aja meets Milk, right? That like paper doll graphic pop art, like this was certainly an avant garde, like uh, fashion moment. Like she was saying something about fashion here. Yeah, it was it was like you know all of that meets like the mother superior in sound of music you know yes yes yeah yes, which you know yes. that that's a that's a weird turn to take but i don't i don't hate it you know i think yeah why not i didn't yeah. I, I didn't love the shoes i I'll, I'll right i agreed with that i think that yeah, probably could have been different i think it might have been interesting like, I wonder if the length of the dress was different, like what that would have done. Um, oh, like shorter. Shorter or longer, you know? Like, I just think one or the other, but I think uh, it just seemed like I I got what she was doing. I I don't know. I didn't – I don't know. I, I got it, but I, I understood why they didn't love it, you know? Yeah, me too. Me too. Excuse me. Um. Yeah. The, uh, it. You know. We we kind of talk about this sometimes on the main episodes, but this looked like uh, a look you lip sync in, right? Yes. This is. It, yeah. This is a look to lip sync in. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It, it just didn't. 
it didn't measure up, I think, with the challenge. I mean, sure, I could compare her to the other looks, but I don't even think that's the point. Like, um, I got the concept. I totally got it. I was there. It's very graphic. It's very pop art. Um, but when I think about what the challenge is, like, it's supposed to be this, I don't know, like, I'm supposed to feel the food, like, through looking at the dress. And I don't know, like, I, I see how it relates, I just don't think it uh, was as emotive. It, I wasn't as inspired by yeah. the inspiration. Yeah, same. Um, you know, I and I think kind of moving on to Tormai because I, you know, when she later explained kind of like what all her inspirations were and like what the storytelling was, like like seeing it for the first time on the runway, it was like okay. I mean, eh, this is this is fine. Like I get it, but I'm not really like living for it but when she kind of talked about all her references and what she was trying to do i know that you're kind of supposed to be able to tell that story through the look but like mary i i i'm sorry to interrupt you but like i got the story yeah that's just gonna say it. it i didn't think this was that hard especially if these were like known details you know what i mean if this was like yeah. kind of not obscure cultural references for thailand like i kind of thought it was like brilliant I thought the the noodles is fringe. Like I was right there, and she had the she came out in the banana leaf, and yeah, she had the the prawn on her head. Like this was this dress was pad Thai. Like I totally got it. It had I the totally color with the sauce. I'm with the I, I don't yes. know if it's some kind of tamarind sauce or something, but it's like yeah, I I got it. I don't the know gun like the 1940s gun. Like I was right there. I was yeah. right there. I was very surprised at how much they weren't into it. But it also seemed like, and we see this more so in Untucked, the queens are all very frustrated that, like, the judges aren't don't really get it. That it, it makes me wonder if, like, maybe it was, like, too open to interpretation or maybe that, like... Yeah, this was a hard challenge. They kept saying that. The judges even kept saying it. This was a really hard challenge. Yeah. It really was. They had to create a look inspired by food... Uh, and some of them hadn't even tried the food before. Like, th it's hard because you don't even know, again, like, do you look like the food or are you creating a fashion moment inspired by it? Like, right. how much how much detail of the food dish do you need to include the egg and the curry? And you know what I mean? Like, right. How like, literal like, versus, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. This was this was tough. And it seemed like Tormai was like, you know, they said to create something inspired that was fashion inspired by food. And like, so this is fashion. And now you're saying like, oh, well, no, you should have leaves on. Like, that's. Yeah. I, I get it. Like, I get the frustration. Yeah. I it it was I, I love Tormai's look. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I really appreciated. I mean, I love Tormai. So I, I appreciated what she was doing. <laughs> um, Vandam is joking. Vandam is uh, joking. Vanda's Kitchen's Pan Pad Thai. Yeah. <laughs> Pangina was not happy. Even no. though later on it, like, she was defending Vanda. Did you get that? No. What did she say? So uh, after uh, Pangina said like, oh, she wanted to show taste. Um, she wanted to show um, what happens after you ate it. That's the feeling that she got. Like it was this celebration after you ate the food, and that's what her dress was inspired by. Um, I don't think that's what Vanda was doing, but that's what Pangina got from it. So when Pangina looked not happy, she was actually, like, thinking really hard. <laughs> right, right. 
Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, I have to say, like Vanda's look, it wasn't. It maybe wasn't really my favorite either. Um, this is weak. Yeah, know. I just, I just didn't. The, the presentation was kind of like it just seemed like Vanda was like, I don't really know what I'm doing this week. I'm just uh, we'll <laughs> here's see some what... balloons. Yeah, it's sir... a birthday party. She, like... Yeah, yeah. She literally served pad thai on the runway. Like it, she had it in front of her. Yeah, it was like, well, so so you're just you're being somebody serving pad thai. You're not. Right. Yeah, this is Vanda's Kitchen's pad thai. So like, here you go. <laughs> like that's how she presented it. Yeah, what is it, Barefoot Contessa, so like Barefoot Vanda? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The um, yeah, the the Barefoot Something. Vanda, the Van, the Barefoot Miss Jokum. <laughs> yes, Barefoot Miss Jokum. Yeah. Um, Angela, <laughs> uh, when Angela turned the corner, I looked up from my computer and I because uh, I was lo- I attached to my like external screen, mm-hmm. and I just went, "Oh my god!" Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! This look. I complete. I was so surprised, so surprised, especially after seeing five like kind of up and down looks, uh, and then Angela turns the corner and it's like, holy fuck, holy fuck. What are your yeah. thoughts here? I mean, I it's the, I think this is a this is a, a a could be a huge tangent that we don't have to get into, but I think the Winnie Harlow. Um, inspired makeup i mean i think that there have been makeup artists who have done similar things on instagram i know there was one who did something very similar and got into a shit ton of hot water but this oh, whole like because it's because it's like um exploiting yeah putting on like the uh it's um it's what's it's uh, vitiligo right? yeah it's treating a skin condition like something that you can just kind of like put on um, yeah, I, I saw someone else cause they talked about this on, on Reddit, you know, there was like a post about like, oh man, like once, you know, Americans start watching Drag Race Thailand, like here's all the references that they're going to have like a problem with, you know? And, oh, I see. um, and this was one of them cause it's like, yeah, like that's technically, you know, that that's the response I've seen to this. I think, I think Angela has like apologized for it. Like, I think what her intention was, was like. I think it was supposed to be some kind of commentary on like not making fun of that, but recognizing, I guess, that some people will look at someone with vitiligo and like say that they look like a cow. And sh- and I I think it's tricky territory, Angela, and I'm not even able to explain it. So without feeling I, not I, good about you know it, what? I I can I can certainly empathize with anybody that might be offended by it, but like I I only saw like pure beauty i mean that's the other side of it is she looked incredible. i saw pure fucking beauty like i i didn't correlate the idea of vitiligo with with a cow like i didn't get that i thought it was it, yeah that that didn't cross my mind i just god she looked absolutely gorgeous she looked gorgeous. She looked great. I mean, I, I think that obviously the, the vitiligo paint is a choice. And I just think it's like, okay, so like I'm – here's the other side of it. And this goes back to like you've got she-male and all these different things. It's like I'm also trying to recognize that you can't just come up and say, well, these are our Western points of view. What are you doing? Right. You can't right. – like, you just can't do that. Like it's just – it's so arrogant and – it's not to right, say like, that uh, it's not to say that there like, isn't room to question it or there isn't room to look into it, but you can't show up and say, "Well, excuse me, did you know that this is offensive?" It's like, mm. who the fuck are you? You know? Yeah. And I'm yeah, not trying to like do last, that. It, it's like last season when um, 
there was that whole when, during the reading challenge. I guess they were reading a queen for having darker skin, and um, and it was Amadiva who like explained to us like it's very different over here about yeah. skin color. And I I just think that like it doesn't it doesn't uh, I don't know invalidate what sort of beliefs or traditions or or ideas that we've moved forward with here in America. But like I think this is like. This is, I don't know, this is just not something you can just show up and say, oh my God, she's being racist. Because it's like, the context right. you're applying to the situation is not the same. And it doesn't mean, it does not mean that ultimately it maybe was not like a really great choice and even she feels that way. Like, it doesn't mean any of that. It just means like, stop being, I don't know, you know what I mean? I'm just like, I, I Mary, I, I just find I'm, that so I, frustrating. It's so like, it's so, well, it. what's your English name? That's how that reads to me. You know what I mean? I see that. Yeah, what's I your American that, name? You know? Yeah, what's, yeah, what, what's your American name? What, can you say something? What, what how, tell me a name that I can pronounce. Yeah, yeah, put it in a way yeah. that I can understand and say it. Yeah, that's right, kind of how right, right. it reads to me when people do that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's slightly imperialistic, right? Like, it's yeah. just this. Yeah. Going over there and being like, nope, you're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. And, you know, we usually equate that with more of a conservative Christian kind of like mercenaries type of thing. But like, who's to say that the social justice warriors are they're basically like putting on values that are are ours because of a very specific history that we have in this country. Exactly. Yes. I think there's just like. Because, like, once you're going to start to, like, question that stuff or make an issue of that stuff, then you have to acknowledge, like, where this music's coming from. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. You have to know. Um, I, I, yeah, there's, you know, man, it's, it's tricky because I went to visit my friends in Taipei and, like, it doesn't mean that, like, they're not racist there. You know what I mean? Like there's sure. oh, yeah. racism is still like a thing. Yeah. Like there's there's th that's still a problem, even though like, yep, there's there there's no native black people in that city, right? right. Like um but that's not when the only a black form person, of racism, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So uh, it's it's not like it's not like uh, there are certain issues that are off the table when you're visiting another country. But what we're saying is there are certain issues that affect other cultures differently than ours. Exactly. And I guess that's, that's, that's what the conversation is. And at the same time, like you can be triggered and be offended by something, but you also have to understand a culture too. Like you have to understand both sides because the intention isn't to be to make a mockery, right? Like yeah, that 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 must be worth something. And oh, she did apologize. Yeah. yeah, intention is so important, and I think especially when there's cultural differences, like there has to be room for intention because, like, it's again, it's yeah. so arrogant yeah. to assume that, like, oh. That this must mean that that was your intention because that's what I'm seeing with my own references. Like, ugh. Anyway, I've made that point clear. All right, Mary. Um. Uh. All right. So that's yeah. That was the runway, and then I guess the the girls all kind of explain their looks to the judges. Um. Yeah. I, I mean, I I just I took the note that like Jeannie just she nails these like pageant moments we talked about like her tying like, mm. fashion and cuisine is like a similar you know putting your special touch on it like she just yeah, using your hands to put things together yeah 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 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jeannie's. She, she, oh, man. Very well spoken. I, I, I really do hope she comes on the podcast. I think. That yeah. I mean, I phenomenal. I think it's up to us to schedule it. Yeah. 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 We got to ask her. Got to ask her. Because um, if I don't. Sorry, that's little mama. Um, I, uh, I want to talk about Pangina's moment. Well, yeah. I so Mary's that maybe didn't watch it or haven't watched it yet, but Pangina, she has a, a whole moment where she's praising how fabulous Angela is. Um, and just, you know, saying trans girls with boobs can be drag queens. They are artists. Anyone can do drag. Trans people have the right to do this art as anyone should be. Like, it's very passionate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, Art Aria is, you know, loving it obviously and agreeing with everything and it's a beautiful beautiful moment and i couldn't help but feel like this was something of a response to rupaul's drag race yeah and i and i and i appreciate it i think between drag race thailand and uh dragula and even like the house of drag in new zealand you know like i the, these other Camp dra- Kiki. Yeah, yeah these other drag shows that are like i mean We've talked about this of like, you know, whatever vision RuPaul had and what it included, but like fashion changed, you know, fashion changes. And uh, I uh, I appreciate that like Drag Race Thailand is making the choice to like not just cast trans queens, not just make it open and available for them, but to like make a point with a trans queen on the show to be like here in case you had any concerns about the quality of your t- of your beady beady TV show. Uh, here's proof positive that that's all bullshit. Totally. I, you know, the, the one thing that just stuck with me though, and go with me for a second, Mary, and then we can, you know, talk about the lip sync, but all of this, you know, trans activism and visibility on this show is fucking phenomenal. And they still have she male. Now I know we just had a discussion about this, but like that to me seems not cultural that seems is that just language like why haven't they cut that out so the i thought about that and i wonder this is all just theory is that this might be similar to the like gentlemen start your engines and that it's being said almost like a quote versus like an actual intention and that like but drag race but drag race thailand was made after they decided to change it yeah and that i i don't understand i mean I, my sense is that it's just like I think that there is a very different. I think that, uh, and, and in Thailand, it's a whole. It's just a different thing. I think it's something I don't fully understand. I can't speak to it. But in terms of like trans culture in Thailand and trans history, like I don't know a shit ton about it. I just know that it is. Uh, there is the term lady boy. It's certainly prevalent. It's certainly. I mean, I know a lot of folks go there for surgery. Like I think it's it's a different thing than it is here in the States. And so I feel like potentially that term is just not offensive in Thailand. And yeah, I mean, that's not up to us to decide otherwise, you know? Right. Right. Especially because, yeah, I mean, because I don't know and I, I need to be educated on both sides of it. Right. People that are or not offended in that culture or not. Totally. Um, I guess, the person to ask perhaps would be maybe uh, like a Pangina, you know, like somebody mm-hmm. big up on the show. Like, why is this 
Yeah. This is the only one that's not changing. You know, you have humans start yeah. engines like it's it's interesting. Yeah. It's the just, fact that it's, it's very interesting. The fact that Pangina is the one to start saying like it made the best human win and like push for that. It's like, OK, well, you're clearly listening and, and shifting. And so it's a good question. Yeah. Um. So we have Safeka as Bandit and Srimala um, mm-hmm. and Angela wins, Abdi. Uh, and then, you know, another goop gag, a three-way lip sync. Yeah. I mean, I got to tell you, Tormai, like, killed this lip sync. She, she tore it up, Miss she, Thing. She tore it up, Miss. <laughs> she tore mine it up, Miss Thing. Um, <laughs> and did you notice when Jeannie pulled that showgirls moment? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I yeah. love that. That can't be allowed. Uh, <laughs> that can't be allowed. Yeah, you know, uh, I wrote just some notes on each. Tormai, my favorite part of Tormai's performance was she had that weird, like crouching down. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> yep. That little, like that. that little thriller dance that she was doing in a way, you know, in a way, um, uh, Vanda had a move for every word. Yeah. Every you know, word to be, to be honest, I don't know why, but Vanda got a little lost for me in this lip sync. So I, I, so Vanda, Vanda only got lost because I was like, oh, you're doing great. Yeah. And then I was focusing on Tormai because, you know, she was just like acting a fool. And then I was also focusing on Jeannie because I was rooting for Jeannie and Jeannie didn't know the words. Yeah, I kind of, you know, I got the sense that like when Jeannie's, I just, it got the sense from like before the song even started that the edit was like, oh yeah, like. This I'm is, going home. I'm going home. Yeah, I already started packing. Yeah, so yeah, I think she said something like that. She was just like, "Up, oh, my, this is it." She said, "Oh, it's over. Yeah, it's, it's time. It's over." Um, yeah, and it made me think that like she she may have kind of had that sense long before the lip sync. You know, sure. She read the writing on the wall. Maybe. Yeah, she got the, she got the letter under her door in the hotel, like <laughs> Jiggly Caliente. Yeah. Oh man. Um, yeah, I thought there were beautiful words for her. You know, you're not in a bottle anymore. You will be a superstar. Yeah. Um, and I was, think it was a nice send off. Yeah. And I think that, you know, Jeannie also had some great parting words of like, I, I just love the expression and the sentiment beyond Drag Race Thailand of you can challenge the brief, you know, like you oh, can, sure. you can challenge what you're being told. You can challenge what you're being, uh, you know, it being directed, uh, in situations uh, and like, you know, don't be afraid to apply your own experience and, and um, your own special twist on it. I think that was a great message. Yeah, we haven't seen queens do that. Like, I, I think that's so smart. And it's it's also very queer to me. You know? Totally. I mean, I think that, you know, we've talked about whether queens should, like, adapt to what Drag Race is asking them to do and change their drag. And often, like, if they don't, then they go home. But I feel like... If that was somewhat of Jeannie's storyline on here, I think the larger storyline that I think even Art Aria was saying was like, yeah, but what you do is actually like you shouldn't change. Like in some ways, like I I can't argue with you, you know, because like you have a great perspective. And I think that's um, that's a great message as well that like sometimes you should stick to your drag, even if that's not what the brief tells you to do, you know. Yeah, love it. Love it. Yeah. Um, I am I am excited by this top five. Uh, we have Tormai, Angela, Srimala, Bandit, and Vanda, and they're gonna give us the snatch game of love next week. Uh, 
It's- I am so excited. I saw a clip of Cardi B. I'm just like living already. Yeah, it's. I mean, Torm. I mean, uh, Stream a lot is like so someone I would play on Snatch Game. It's so like what she does is it's great. Um, okay, I can't wait. I yeah, can't wait. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, sweet, and we'll do that um, on Sunday, I guess. Uh, do you have any more thoughts on this episode before we wrap things up? No, I um, I, uh, I I'm full. <laughs> All right, your cup f- runneth over. It runneth um, over. Uh, uh, Marys, if you have any thoughts, you can reach out to us on Twitter at AllRightMary, or you can find us on the web at www.AllRightMary.com, or you can email us at AllRightMaryPodcast at gmail.com. And of course, I'm on Instagram if you want to see some cat pics uh, at Johnny also. Uh, and you can get more of me on my podcast in the details, a celebration of nuance. And you can get more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker. Uh, Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore because yes, Colin Drucker was taken. And if you are a Matreon, you already know that you can get uh, more of us at patreon.com backslash r8mary. And if you're a free skate Mary listening to this in the summer at some point uh, and you want to become a Matreon, then you just go to the patreon.com backslash r8mary and you'll have access to all of our Drag Race Thailand recaps. You won't have to keep waiting if you've been following along this week. Um, you can get recaps of other movies and hot takes we've done it's all at patreon.com backslash all right mary all right mary uh well we of course will send you all off with the season one theme song peach on a motorbike peach on a bike baby peach on a bike (laughs) uh we'll see you next week mary so yeah